coming into 2024, it's like, okay, now what do I do? And, and hopefully uh, a lot of the listeners have looked at previous episodes and gone through, well, why, you know, what is, what are they, what are the goal getting principles and, uh, and, and, and writing down what I want to accomplish uh, along with my why, why do I want to accomplish that certain thing? In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses, but how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Welcome back, everybody, and Happy New Year. And it wouldn't be a new year if we weren't starting off the year in the right way by Mm -hmm. having JT Tatum, our favorite goal-getter, and setter here at Transworld, here at U of G, and of course, Sinorama before that, right, Jess? Yeah, I mean, JT, this is now four years in a row, I think, right? I think so. That's dating the podcast, too. Does that mean the podcast is on its way for four years old? I guess so. I think so. So anyway, it's always great to have you here, JT. You always bring so much energy and motivation to kick off the year. And I know you've got something in plan for our listeners today to you know, kick off their year right and get them up and motivated and ready to go. We do. Well, and thanks, Andy and Jessica. And happy new year to both of you as well. And I know you you guys have probably had a, a great holiday season, family, friends, time, reflection. At least that's what most people do, right? And then coming into 2024, it's like, okay, now what do I do? And, and hopefully uh, a lot of the listeners have looked at previous episodes and gone through, well, why, you know, what is, what are they, what are the goal getting principles and, uh, and, and, and writing down what I want to accomplish uh, along with my why, why do I want to accomplish that certain thing? I think last year we were talking about the way, which was planning out the steps that are needed to be able to accomplish the things that we, that we put in front of ourselves. And interestingly enough, we had just done Recently, uh, two series of goal-getting sessions for another se- another uh, group of of listeners, and uh, we went back through the 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 eight W's of goal-getting. And uh, as we were talking about those, I was I was reminded that you know it's it's amazing how many people will spend so much time planning for a vacation, planning for a major holiday like Christmas. You know, it's the lists and it's the buying and it's the meals and it's the travel and getting everybody together. But so few people will spend the time planning for their own life and what they're going to be, do or have, what they're going to get out of the time that they spend on the planet. And that's really what the whole goal getter thing is about is I think Brian Tracy used to say that only 3% of people have a plan for their life. And that's probably shared by Zig Ziglar, who is where I kind of learned all this stuff back in the 90s. Um, But the vast majority of people, as we've said before, there's two types, the ones that life happens to and the ones that make life happen. And uh, on the deal board, uh, we've got a, a, a lot of people in the audience who are probably more like number two. They're specific. You're thinking about what do I want to accomplish? How am I going to get there? You're not a wandering generality, as Zig Ziglar used to say, but you're a meaningful specific. You've got something in mind that you're looking to accomplish, and that's what goal getting is is really all about for us. So with that in mind, uh, just quick recap, I think it would be it would serve us well. So we've broken down what are known as the eight W's of goal getting. And thank you, Andy, for plugging it that way, because I know 
there's a lot of people that set goals, but there's fewer people that get goals. Uh, and, and, and I think a lot of that has to do with following the process all the way through. Most people, you know, if you said, do you have a goal? They'd raise their hand and say, yes, I do. And if you said, is it written down? not 3% of them will have it. And if you said, well, is it written down, but somewhere that you see it every day, it's always in front of you. Does someone else know what that goal is? So they're holding you accountable. That that percentage starts to dwindle the, the deeper you get into it. But being a goal getter means that you have a process, a specific process that you're following. And as I said, back in the 90s, I spent some time in Dallas uh, at Zig Ziglar's headquarters. And that's where I was indoctrinated first into the whole goal process and uh, becoming a Ziegler certified um, coach and uh, being able to teach Ziegler material was really kind of the foray that got me into it. And I remember going through that guys and thinking to myself, I'm surprised they don't teach this in school. Like they don't teach it in high school. They don't teach it in college. And so we get all this education, we get thrust out into the world, but we really don't have a roadmap to say, okay, now that you have all this education under your belt, how do you put a plan together to go and get, make something with it? And so that's that's really why I do what I do with this P, this this portion of things for you guys and for many other listeners and my family. Um, you know, as you get through that Christmas to New Year's um, vacation, uh, every year we have the Tatum Goal Summit, and my wife and I we've already started. We got a big sheet of you know that uh, brown kind of butcher paper. So we got a sheet of butcher paper that's probably thirty inches high and maybe five and a half feet long, and we've been mind mapping on that. We started mind mapping on it at the end of September. So we put major goals in the middle and then all these different areas of life goals around the outside. And every so often we get together on a weekend and we add things to it or during the week we can add pieces to it. And then once we had that whole mind map, we went through the eight W's process and uh, really determined, all right, what do we want to do in 2024? And what do we want to do beyond that? So let's go back to the eight W's. What are they? So the number one is that you write the goal. And so you should start off by making a list. And, and I would say if you're brand new uh, this year and you haven't gone through the whole goal-getting thing before, but you're a business seller or maybe you're a potential business buyer, you're sitting down and saying 12 months from now, at the end of 2024 or the very beginning of 2025, what do I want to have accomplished? Do I want to have divested of my business? Do I want to have acquired a business and stopped working in corporate America for someone else? Whatever that goal is, that's fine. And that goal should be broken down into some very specific things like if you're selling, when do I want to sell it by? How much do I want to sell it for? What am I going to do after I've sold it? Who's going to continue to remain on? Who are the people that are going to help me get the, the, the business sold, et cetera, et cetera. And if you're buying, it might be when do I want to have a business bought by? What industry do I want to be in? Is it something I know how to do already or it's not? Is it a franchise? It's not a franchise. Is it bricks and mortar? Is it remote? et cetera, et cetera. The more specific, the better. So write down the goal. That's W1. Number two W is the word why. And that is that you're going to have at least one sentence that really helps you define why you want to accomplish that first goal that you wrote down when, you, when you're writing it. And if you can't come up with at least one, maybe two sentences that delineate, dictate specifically why that's a good goal, you probably shouldn't pursue it. So write it. Define it with a why. Number three, decide where the obstacles are going to be. That's W3 is where. Where am I going to run into the problems? Where are the things that are going to be my setbacks? Figure that out before I start going down the path. So can I have a, I can have a game plan, a, a plan B, if you will, if something goes off track. Uh, number four is going to be what. And the W what means what do I need to learn? 
that I don't know already to help me achieve the goal? Is there a skill I need to learn, a book I need to read, a webinar I need to attend, a podcast I should watch, whatever, so that I can develop the skill that I need? Five is the W, who. Who can help me get the goal done? None of us are superhuman. We can't do it all by ourselves. So make a list of those people who would be able to help you out. Number six, which is what we concentrated on last year, was the way, and that is brainstorming, kind of like that mind mapping thing I just described to you, all the different steps that you would have to take to make a goal actually happen, and then figuring out those steps in a certain priority order, and then executing on those steps, which is what it's going to take us to, to number seven today, which is the W for the word when. When am I going to accomplish that goal by? And more importantly, all those steps that I put in, number six, the way, when am I going to get each one of those done? And then number eight is going to be work. So we're going to concentrate on when today, but let me pause there for just a second because that's a lot of stuff to digest and start with a question to Andy and Jessica. So as you guys are thinking about what you're going to do in 2024, you know, what's one specific goal that you've already defined and you have a when tied to? Can I ask that question? One specific thing you know you're going to do and you're going to do it by such and such a date. What's that? Hmm. Hmm. It's funny. I'm now I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I need to do W's. Exactly. Me too. But I I we definitely want to we wanted to take my mom to Italy. So Ooh. that was so it's a been a goal for the last couple of years. They've been uh her and her husband have been struggling a little bit with their health. So we want to get that done and we want to get it done before the end of the summer next year uh next year. Because okay. they just got some things done physically that put them in a better place to travel. So, okay, good. So there were some things that might've been inhibiting them from being able to have that goal become a reality, but I want to take mom to Italy by such right. and such a date. And that's the, that's the whole point of this session, Andy is okay. Well, what is the date? Because once you know that you can work backwards to figure out the steps that you're going to need to take and by when to make that happen. Okay, good. Jess, how about you? Anything sticks in your mind? Yeah, I don't know why this is a goal. I've been through too many remodel projects, but we've decided that we want to remodel again and get our kitchen fully remodeled and, and completed um, by Christmas next year. Okay. Okay, so that's even better. It's specific. We don't want to remodel the kitchen, and we know we want it done by Christmas, in this case of 24. Yeah. So we maybe want to be able to... Maybe even before that, maybe fall. So, okay, yeah. that's fine. Just because if I say Christmas, the contractors will not be done until the following year. Right, Andy? Well, there's there's <laughs> the gal that's been through this before. <laughs> She's figured that out. Okay, so we want to be able to have Thanksgiving dinner, really Christmas dinner, but Thanksgiving dinner in our new kitchen. Thanksgiving, I can't even spell, sorry, of 24. Good. So there's two specific things that I want to do. And I need to have a specific date. Mom, to Italy, and I heard Andy say by the end of the summer. So what does the end of the summer look like? Is that August, September? Are we going? Labor Day, yes. Yeah, Labor Day, okay. So by 9-4, I'm using that date. I'm making it up. It could be 5, it could be 3, whatever it is, of 2024. Good, perfect. So that's the, that's the piece that needs to happen in the grand scheme when you're talking about putting a goal together. Like, when do I, what's my drop dead date for this thing? It needs to be done by fill in the blank, whatever. And then I got to start working backwards from there. Now, if I'm selling a business, I might say, hey, my target date is to have this business sold in 12 months, okay? From the time I list it. 
Now, if I'm not listing my business for sale yet, Andy, maybe I'm thinking, yeah, I really want to sell my business, but I'm not ready yet. I want to sell it in two years. I want to sell it in three years. So maybe I need to um, put a game plan together to get my revenues to a certain level, my my profit to a certain level, because I know what I want to sell the company for. And maybe that means that they're going to become an exit factor client, Jess, and they're going to work for the next 12 to 24 months to build the business to the revenue or profit level that they need to get it to in order to be able to get the kind of return that they're expecting when they sell it. That's perfectly fine. As a seller, you want to know what's my end date. And at some point when you're in the sales process, when a buyer comes, they're going to make an offer on the business, they're going to have an anticipated closing date. So whether they give you a letter of intent or a business sale offer and acceptance agreement, there's going to be something in there that says, this transaction shall close on or about such and such a date. So it's always important to have a place that we're anchoring to, to say, this is, this is, this is the finish line. And so in order to hit the finish line, we're going to have to do all of these other micro steps along the way with milestones built in to make sure that we meet those, those deadlines, because the sum of all of those deadlines is going to be the finish line. That's what needs to happen. Good. So if we talk about the when, one of the most essential tools to work with to be able to get your when to become a reality, and let's just kind of list what some of those tools are. A tool number one would be, I need a calendar. And whether that's a hard copy calendar that you use like this, or it's a Microsoft Outlook or Google Calendar, Apple Cal, whatever it is, you need to be working off of something that allows you to drop tasks into certain due dates and be able to be reminding yourself, hey, I got to get this thing done today. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I got to go back and I got to have step number six mapped out, which was the way. That's where I'm putting together that long list of all the different tasks that it's going to take for me to be able to uh, to reach my goal. So let's take, for example, let's say the kitchen remodel. And I'm going to go on kitchen remodel because Jess has done this a couple times before, Andy. Not that you haven't traveled the world because I know you have. But so, Jess, if you're doing a kitchen remodel, what are the things that you know you're going to have to do in uh, any order? Yeah, I know I'm going to have to meet with the design team and pick okay. out colors, cabinets, things like that. Okay, good. Andy, you can colors. chime in too because you're doing this right now. So, <laughs> Andy is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's even better. We got a commonality here. Both of you guys doing the same thing. Good. So I got to meet the designers. I got to pick the colors and the cabinets and the fixtures and the and the finishes and all that other stuff. What else am I going to have to do? Well, I'm going to have to order appliances because I think it takes at least six months to get appliances right now. Oh, right? Geez, easy, right? Order it's appliances. It's gotten a little better. Good. Okay. Gotten a little better. Good. What else? You have to hire um, a contractor. I, was gonna have, I, was, I gotta yeah, have, I have to pick a contractor, right? Okay, so if you're gonna hire a contractor, does that mean you're also gonna have a step that says interview contractors? Yes. Correct. Because you might not hire the first one. Yep. Good. Okay. What else? Well, there's all kinds of things. I mean, we we had to get plans done, so we had to plans. hire an architect. Oh, yeah. Plans, architect. Uh, okay, so we got to draw a plan. We're gonna have plans drawn up. So we got to have an architect, which means we probably have to hire an architect, which means we have to interview architects to get the idea. I mean, there's this there's this list, and it's not necessarily in this order. The whole point of the W-A-Y, the way, step number six is brainstorm. Throw them all out on the table. What am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to get a, um, I got to have the finances for that. Does that mean I'm getting a loan? I got to save a certain amount of money. I got to meet these designers. I got to interview these architects. I got to hire a contractor. Uh, 
whatever. You put it all down on paper, and then you go through and you put them in an order where one is dependent on the next, is dependent on the next, et cetera, et cetera, right? So you got to prioritize. It's the same thing when I'm selling a business. Well, let's see, what do I got to get put in? I got to get my books and records in order. Does that mean I got to contact my accountant because I haven't been keeping track? I got this shoebox full of receipts, or maybe I'm a much larger organization. I got a CFO and a COO, and they're taking care of all that stuff for me. Great. Do I have all my processes and procedures in place? Is that stuff documented that I can hand over to a buyer when they purchase the business? Maybe the answer is no. Okay, I'm going to have to hire somebody that's going to pull all that stuff together. You get the idea. So there's a long list of things that need to be done. You put them all on a sheet of paper. And I can, uh, at the end of the podcast, put some links in there. If there's some documents that we've created that I use for, for, for the, for the uh, Tatum Gold Summit, um, that might be beneficial to the, to, the, to the listeners. Fine, take that list, put all the things down, then put them in a priority order. Well, I can't do this one until I do that one. I can't do that one until I do this one. And you wind up with, a, okay, well, here's number one, and here's number two, and here's number three, and here's number four, and five, and six, and seven, and so on and so forth. And once I put them on a new list now in, in numeric order and priority order, then I also need to put out here, how long is it going to take me to do those and by when? What is my date? Okay. Because if I remember my kitchen remodel has to be Thanksgiving of 2024. Well, that means I really got to be saying, you know, November 10th, we got to be doing the final walkthrough and inspection. And then, uh, well, in order for that to happen on November 10th, the contractors have to be done with laying their, the painting has to be finished and all the electrical outlets need their covers, et cetera. That's going to happen by November 5th. And then in order for that to happen, you get the idea. You start working backwards when each of these things has to take place by. And when you've done that, here's a, something I learned a long time ago. Whatever amount of time I think something's going to take, add 20%. Because it never takes as little <laughs> as I tend to think it is. So I make a long list of all the things I'm going to get done on the weekend. Danielle looks at it and goes, you're out of your mind. You're never going to get all those things done. And I go, well, you just watch me. And then by 5 or 6 o'clock tonight, she's like, so how are we doing? Well, I probably have to move a couple of these to tomorrow. We've been married 39 years as of December 15th, and I still make the same overzealous mistake. Okay? So, but I have learned some. My list now... I will add a little bit more time. That's probably going to take me an hour to do. Uh, let's see, that's 60 minutes. Probably going to take me an hour and 15, maybe an hour and a half. So that makes it a little less stressful because I've allotted enough time and because I don't get to control everything that goes on in the world around me. So my best intention is, hey, if I was all by myself, I could get that done in an hour. But my grandkids are going to show up or somebody's going to call or I'm going to have an appointment with a buyer or a seller. And that's going to go a little bit longer. You get the idea again. So extend your time allotment by 20%. Okay, so once I've got everything and I've got it in a certain order, and I know that Thanksgiving 2024 is when I have the kitchen remodel done, I'm going to go back through here and I'm going to start dropping dates in here. This one has to be done by, uh, sorry, 11.17. And this one has to be done by 11.5. And this one has to be done by... 11.1, and this has to be done by 10.20, you get et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Doing this piece is good. Taking these and then dropping them up here on the calendar is better. Because now, each day, I open up the calendar. It's my Outlook. It's my iCal. It's my Google Cal. It's my written calendar. 
and there's something that shows up on the calendar today and I just do it. That one thing. It's all of these things are being done, but they're being done at different times. They're being done in a precise order, but I'm not doing something necessarily every single day towards the achievement of the goal. But the day that it shows up, I commit myself to doing it. That's probably the most valuable part of the when process is writing them out, putting them in an order, adding a date to them, sticking the date in the calendar, and the day that shows up and there's an item to be done, just do it that day. If you just do that one little thing, it's it kind of goes back to that pepperoni principle. Same as how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Just you take one slice. And I eat a piece of pepperoni today and maybe I don't touch the pepperoni stick tomorrow. But the next day, another piece of pepperoni and over a short period of time, that stick of pepperoni has been nibbled down to nothing. I've accomplished it. It's the same thing with a goal. If I've got the goal broken down into pieces, bite-sized chunks, I put them on my calendar, and then each time something shows up on the calendar, I'm committed to doing what is there that day. Before I know it, I get to the finish line. It's it's almost like project managing your goals. Exactly it is. That's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. And in project management, you know, you have a Gantt chart. You guys might be familiar with that, where things are interdependent on other things. Some things happen and they overlap. Some things, step two can't happen until step one is done. So I need to have them in a priority order with dates on them because they all affect each other. But the most important piece is having the due date, the final date first, so that I can then work backwards, add 20% of the time to the things I think are going to take longer, and then drop them into the calendar. It, it's 100% project management, Andy. Exactly right. Well, and I think too, an important part is you're working backwards from the end date, JT, right? I think a lot of people, when they establish goals, they're like, well, I'll do this thing first and it'll take me two or three weeks. But then because they haven't worked backwards from the end date and the final goal, they end up not hitting their goal deadline because they're taking yes. too much time. Or it just steps. keeps going. It never comes to an end because there wasn't a, there wasn't an end in sight. You know, I mean, you think about the seven habits of highly effective people, Stephen Covey's book, and what's one of the first, what, what one of the first habits? Begin with the end in mind. What is my end? If I don't know this first, these should just go on forever and ever and ever. Well, I can't let that happen because if that happens and that interferes with other goals that are going to be started or want to be accomplished, but they can't get done until this is happening, until this one's done first. So even though inside of each goal, there's all these little tasks that are dependent on each other, many of your goals also have an impact on other future goals for yourself. So you got to have an end. You got to have it. You got to have an end in mind. You got to have that timeline set up. Yeah, yeah. And I really like this because I think listing those things or having, like you said, just, just list all the things that have to get done. Uh, you start connect start connecting it to the who's, right? Like, like That's there's exactly, going to be yes. other people involved. Absolutely. So, and that's a good, good point. Thank you for bringing that back to us because when I've got this list of the things that need to be done, just because there's a date here doesn't mean it's me. I can take that list and start asking myself who should do that. I might not be the right person to pick the, I, no, no, let me, let me scratch that. If my wife is redoing the kitchen, I am definitely not the right person to pick the colors and the finishes. hundred percent not. It's she's the right person to do that, but that step has to happen. It just doesn't have to happen by me. And so Andy's really, really, he's right on track there is when you put that list together, not only should it have the date, but it should have who's responsible for getting that step done. 
Your job as the project manager, as Andy just said, is to make sure the person gets it done. Doesn't mean you have to be the one that does it. As I like to say in my own office here today, just because I can doesn't mean I should. Let somebody else who can do it as good as me, better than me, or good enough, let them do it instead. I'm okay with that. That's a lesson on delegation. We'll do that one some other time. <laughs> I also, yeah, this is a good one too. But JT, I also like the, well, how did you say it? The, it always takes, it doesn't take as le- least time as I think it's going to, the 20% never. rule. Never, never. And like I said, there's always going to be something that interrupts you. And I can remember at one point when we were, we were, we had just moved into a new house and, you know, Daniel had this, had the laundry list of things to do. And one of them was like, you know, install the ceiling fan and the light. Okay, I'm not an electrician, but yeah, I can give that a shot. That can't be too hard. Just make sure you flip off the, the circuit panel, right? And inevitably, I'd be up on top of the ladder with one arm up in the air and a screwdriver in the other, and she'd walk in the she'd walk in the room and she'd say, "Can you come hang this picture?" And I would look at her like, like now. <laughs> yes, honey. Of course I can. Okay. So what we wound up doing was taking that list of things that just like this list here of all the things she wanted to do on the weekend. And we would go through them all. And I would say, put them in an order, which one's most important for you. Okay. And you may remember this when we did the the way last year, we talked about that comparative analysis. Well, what, if I could only do one, would I do this one or this one or this one or this one that way in the beginning of our marriage, she made a list and it was just in any random order. But the most important thing was normally not at the top, but I started at the one at the top because that's what I figured it was. Now, when I get a list, at least now the list has been pre it's, it's been pre-ordered. So if I'm working on the thing at the top, I know that was the most important thing for her. And I don't wind up with the ladder with my hands in the air. And can you come hang this picture right now? Yes, dear. I guess yes, I'm dear. not the only one that does that too. No. I will feel <laughs> Just order the list for Alan. He will be so thankful because <laughs> he knows he's working on the thing that makes the queen the happiest. Because remember, when they're, the queen is happy, there's peace in the kingdom. Jess, that's how it works. Very true. And, and when these things on your list, uh, the dates change because I, I'm going through this right now. Of course, it didn't take us three weeks to get a permit. It took us six months to get a permit. Uh, ooh, wow. Okay, yes. yes. So... But did you change the goal? No. Well, no, no. The goal is still the same. The ultimate goal is still the same, right? You might have to change the plan, but you don't change the goal. I I didn't even have to change the date because I I not only did 20%, I did 50%. (laughs) So, but I think we're banging up against that 50% soon. Yes. But, you know, and and during that time period, Andy, there might be something that does come along and go, okay, hold on. Let me go back to my list. Is there anything else that I can be working on now that is not completely dependent on that permit going through? Can we have the conversation with the designer and still pick the colors, even though we don't have the permit? Yeah, sure, I can yeah. do that. So and I we can did reorder all those things. some things. Yeah, yeah. I can reorder yeah. it. I don't change the goal. I just change the plan to get to the goal. That's all. Excellent. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's a good, that's a really good lesson too. And if we take it back to the business world and buying and selling businesses, right? Is like, what I'm hearing from this conversation too is like, yes, you have your end goal and your end date, but you're also focusing on what's that next step, what's that next date in front of you. Yes. So back to the only eat an elephant one bite at a time. If you're selling a business and you have a goal to exit by the end of 24 and you get an offer from a buyer in March and say the buyer decides to pull the offer, they're not going to move forward with it, right? Instead of fretting about you're not going to hit your goal, it's like, all right, what's the next step in front of you? 
that don't change the goal, but change the plan of action. Just change the plan or or take a different action. Exactly right. And, And I think, and that's important also just because, you know, it's just like when you start out with the listing of the business, you're going to get this long list of, of items needed or documentation needed list that we often hand out to a seller. And there's a lot of stuff there. You know, it's the three years of tax returns and P&Ls and balance sheet, and the name of your accountant and the FF&E list and the list of employees and the policies and procedures and the deed. And, and people can look at that list and go, holy mac, that's a lot of one slice of pepperoni at a time. Just take the first one. Get me that by Tuesday, and then let's work on the next one by the following Monday. That's okay. If you do that, you'll work through the entire list, and over a couple-week period, we have everything we need now so that when the business is in market and a buyer does come along and they put their offer in and they need to start their due diligence, everything that's needed is already there. You don't want to try and do it as it as you need it, because that's where mistakes are going to get made in any part of uh, in any scenario. If it's selling a business, if it's planning a kitchen remodel, if it's buying a business, don't wait till the end to then rush the step or jump into the step because you're going to wind up taking two steps forward and going a step backwards because you're going to have forgotten something that was pretty important. Transworld Business Advisors and like said, is the you're, world's you know, largest business of a, brokerage of a and mergers seller, and acquisitions firm with over 500 seller, brokers in nearly 200 you say offices and records, worldwide. What do I gotta have to Transworld's have team to have handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit keyworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888 719 well, some people be like, well, I don't file my taxes until September, October. We can't wait till September, October of 24 to show the buyers what you did in 23. You don't have to file the taxes, but at least get them prepared in January or February. So we have what we need, get it uploaded into the data portal or whatever the case may be. You got to gather all your expenses together, make sure all that stuff's in line so your accountant can do their job. You got to document the systems as we talked about earlier. You know, is it your policies? Is it your procedures? Is it your employee handbook, your employee managers? Um, Do you have to hire a temporary person to kind of document all that stuff? A lot of times a seller knows it, but it's here and it needs to be there. I got to be able to hand this to a buyer and say, you buy my business, just do this. And this is how this thing is going to keep working the right way. So organize that. I'm in the middle of selling two restaurants right now with a guy and we met with the buyer and the sellers. And one of the things that the seller, the buyer was most concerned with is I want to see the recipes because this business has been there for 20 years and he's coming into it and he doesn't have previous experience in this line of food. And he's like, I don't know how to make that. So we sat down with the buyer, with the seller and the buyer. The seller had not only all the recipes, okay? And I'm not talking about like my grandmother. My grandmother used to say, just throw a, a handful of this in there and a dash of that. Well, I don't know how to measure a dash and a handful, okay? This was... To the to the exact temperature for the exact number of minutes and this many cups, et cetera, et cetera. And then he had photographs of how to build every one of the meals on the plate or the sandwich step by step by step. And it, I could just see the buyer going, that's exactly what I was hoping for. It's it's documented. The processes are well, well organized, well in place. It's going to make it really easy when the buyer comes in, even though all the staff know that process already. The buyer now knows just about as much as the staff do coming in because he's got it documented. And then, of course, if you do have staff and you're selling a business, have you done their reviews? Is all of that documented? Do you have payroll file in place? Are all the folks, you know, have they gone through immigration? Do you have anybody that doesn't have their paperwork? Get all of that stuff 
in order. And that could be part of that list that you put together with the help of your business advisor so that when it comes time to pass that information to a buyer in due diligence, you're already there and you're so much closer to getting to the finish line. Yeah. Well, this is this has been awesome as always, JT. I mean, I, I think for our listeners that haven't listened to this New Year's episode uh, for the last few years in a row, we will drop links into um, the show notes so you can listen to all the way through. But really, Good. if you compile all the stuff that you've taught us over the years, and then we've got obviously number eight coming up next year too. Um, <laughs> but that's the key to everything. You know, we won't, we'll tease it now, but I just think this really changes the game from going from somebody who sets a goal to accomplishes a goal. Yeah. Be a, don't be a goal setter, be a goal getter. The last thing I'd leave you with too, Andy and Jess, is make sure that you've got some milestones set along the way. These days are kind of milestones, but also milestones when you set up that whole game play, you say, okay, here I am today, and it's 12 months later. This is what it's going to look like. Well, what should have been accomplished at, you know, at the end of 30 days? What should have been accomplished by the end of 90 days? And celebrate the victories when you do accomplish them, when you hit them. Don't wait for the one year to celebrate. When you get some things done, have a, you know, I don't know, have a s'more. Have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, go out to uh, dinner. Now, I just saw a Facebook post. I got to give you this because I'm a peanut butter and jelly fanatic. I love peanut butter and jelly. But I saw this picture of two slices of bread, okay? And each slice of bread had, one slice of bread had three columns on it. One slice of bread had three rows on it. Just picture this in your head for a second. Column were like this. Nutella, smoothie, peanut butter, chunky peanut butter. This side over here was marshmallow fluff, grape jelly, and honey. And when you put those two together, every bite is a different set of flavors. I, I do amazed. love peanut like, butter and jelly. I do. I am doing that. But I I'm am not sure. doing that with my grandkids this, this, this Christmas. <laughs> That's your celebration. <laughs> that is. And, and that, that would be a great celebration for a guy like me. But you got to celebrate the milestones as you go along the way. Don't wait till reach the finish line to have the big celebration. Remember, it's an accumulation of a lot of little things. Little door, uh, little hinges swing big doors. Yes. Always a pleasure. It's amazing. Thank you, JT. That, that was really great. And again, as Jessica said, go back and listen to the other episodes. Um, we do have some deal of the week and listings of the week. And so we'll get to those as well. All right. Well, we hope you all have a very successful 2024 and have a great new year. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Hey, Andy, do you know what time it is? It's time for our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Sold. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is deal of the week. And I have my friend, Paul Vento from Transworld Business Advisors of what's it called these days? Union Middlesex County. Union Middlesex County, because uh, he used to be in Essex County, and we both uh, hail from that area. But he is still in the great state of New Jersey, and he just closed a nice restaurant. So, Paul, tell us about it. Sure, Andy. Thank you, and always a pleasure to, to spend some time with you, my friend. Um, so this deal is a uh, Italian restaurant in Passaic County, New Jersey. Uh, kind of came to me from, uh, I think you'll remember, about two years ago, I closed a was my largest deal at that time, a, a large hair salon we sold mm. for $1.2 million. Uh, and the accountant of the seller 
he and I interacted a lot on and we became friendly. And then after we closed on that deal, a couple months later, he contacted me and said, Hey, Paul, I got an Italian restaurant. I'm looking to sell. I said, it's on the sparks. I said, great. You know, so I said, we love, we looked you know, when I got into this business, Andy was intention of getting to a point where I just work off of referrals. Right. Um, Cause I'm a little older than some of the guys out there, but anyway, so, um, so I said, great. So we started investigating and he had a lovely restaurant. He owned the business. Someone else owned the property. Uh, initially, we were going to be trying to put a package together to sell both. Uh, some crazy things went on with the property. The property got sold and then it was on again, off again on whether it was available. So the, the restaurant itself was a good location in an upscale neighborhood, but it needed a fair amount of work. Um, and uh, we were coming off of COVID at that time. So it was, when we first listed it, it was at the end of 2021, believe it or not. So we're coming off COVID. People were still a little scared of the restaurant industry uh, because they, we weren't sure whether there would be another. Because in New Jersey, they shut down restaurants here during COVID. So people were right. scared of that. And then, of course, after we came out of COVID, then we went into somewhat of an economic slowdown. So people got nervous again about that. So we had a couple of deals in place, but they fell apart for mostly because of fear factors and then some of the work that needed to be done on the restaurant itself. Um, the, the Our agreement um, expired, but he said, look, you know, he says, I think I might have a buyer. He says, well, I'll work them on my own. Uh, if it doesn't work out, he said, but keep you know, keep the listing up and and let me know if you get anybody because I'm not sure how this deal would go down. Right. So he made a private deal with some guy and it was supposed to be a kind of a an earn out thing. And that after like three months went down the went down the tubes. And he came back to me and said, Okay, that didn't work out. Let me know if you get anybody. So but it you know kind of started acting more more aggressively to sell it. And um had a couple of people. One guy wanted to put a kind of a go-go place in there, but the town shot that down, so that deal died. Another guy who wanted to gut buy it and gut the place, the town shot that down. So we finally found the right buyer. And this gentleman, um, real nice young guy, had a couple. You know, I don't know whether you remember Anthony, a place called Mothers in Wayne. Mm, was I a, so. you know, a nightclub, but he was original owner of that. But then. He owned another restaurant in New Jersey, but he also owned a place out in Colorado, and it was a um, beer. It was an ale and pizza house. So he's getting ready to sell the one in Colorado when he wanted to bring the same concept here. So we met real nice guy. We hit it off pretty well. Um, and, the, you know, we started putting the deal together and it actually went very smoothly because he wanted to come in, pretty much gut the place and redo the whole concept of it. So, you know, it took about a month to put the uh, the deal together, but it went relatively smooth because everybody was, you know, in a position they wanted to get it, get, wanted to get it done. Uh, turns out his attorney, because the liquor laws in New Jersey can be kind of a little bit crazy and stringent. So, turns out the buyer's attorney was a very close friend of mine who uh, specializes in liquor law in New Jersey. So, we had to just... Uh, jump through a couple who it's a couple hurdles to get the license transferred and then get the town to approve 
to transfer and the new use. And um, we finally got everything done and it culminated in a nice deal. We closed it uh, last month. And uh, as a matter of fact, this past weekend, I had gotten an invitation from the new owner to go to their soft opening. And um, I went there and did a beautiful job of renovating the place. Uh, we ended up selling the restaurant for um, 600, I'm sorry, for 725,000. Nice. Uh, so it was a fairly nice deal. Then I went for the soft opening, did a beautiful job. Everybody was happy, you know, uh, just a quick little sideline, you know, it's about this business, you know. I have a nephew who is a neuroscientist, really brilliant kid, but very down to earth kid. And he, a couple of months back, he said to me, Uncle Paul, what is, remind me again, what does you do for a living? And I said, um, you know, again, I bring buyers and sellers to businesses together. And he said, so in essence, he says, you help make people's dreams come true. So I said, wow. You know, so I kind of adopted that as a, as a catchphrase because it's true. So this is a true case of that. You know, the seller really wanted to sell his business and get it in the right hands so that the deal went well. The buyer had been looking for a place in this town to do his new concept. He got what he wanted. Everybody was happy. I got paid. I was happy. You get paid. You're happy. <laughs> there you go. Sounds so like a great deal. Uh, make dreams come true. I always say that, you know, we help people take their slice of the American pie, uh, you know, the, and take a, take a, of the American dream. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's a great thing. So, um, Paul, if someone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? you and reach me at my email is paulvento at tworld.com or you can call me directly at 973-568-4723. All right. Good job. Okay. Thank you, Andy. Always a pleasure. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for Listing of the Week. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is Listing of the Week, and I am with Ryan Eastwood from Transworld Business Advisors here in Texas, DFW. And Ryan, you have a very interesting deal. Tell us about it. Yeah, I have a custom beef company uh, for sale currently. Uh, the gentleman has owner-operated it for about two years. Uh, he's built it based on the reoccurring revenue model. So it's a company that just runs. It just turns and goes fully owner absentee, ready to go. Price tag of about $5 million here in the DFW area. Sounds like a great deal. How much are they asking? They're asking $5 million on an SDE of about two hundred and fifty. Excellent. So if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is reach out through my email, ryaneastwood at tworld.com. Uh, that's the easiest way to get in touch with me. Excellent. Thanks for coming on today. Really yes. appreciate it. Great listing. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions, would like to appear, or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website, thedealboardpodcast.com.